Welcome to another episode of Strength in Devotional. Over the last few weeks, we've been dealing with the series, How to be Led by the Spirit of God. Now, it's important for me to mention that in the devotionals, we do our best to teach godly principles from scripture in explaining every topic that we look at. But for you to get the crux of the messages, please, I would enjoin you to make use of them for further study so that you can understand the things that we are discussing on a weekly basis better. In this week's devotional, we're going to be discussing how to be led by the Spirit of God, part 3, looking at another way the believer is led today, which is through the voice of God. Now, this is a very important subject that I would like that you pay attention to, even as we go into the Word of God. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to listen to your word and to feast of the truth in your word. I ask that you breathe upon us by your spirit and open our eyes in the mighty name of Jesus to the life-transforming power of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're looking at the topic, the voice of God, the voice of God. Before we go ahead in this topic, let me just quote a statement by the late Reverend Kenneth E. again, who said, success is always the end result of following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Like I earlier mentioned, in this series, we are emphasizing the importance of believers being led by the Holy Spirit in all that they do. And basically, what Kenneth Egan was saying through this quote is that anytime we choose to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, we are assured of success. Now, to today's devotional, dealing with the subject, the voice of God, the first question I want to ask and quickly answer is, does God still speak today? Does God still speak today? The answer, of course, I believe you know that already is yes he does as simple as that answer is we still find a lot of believers today who still struggle with the concept of hearing the voice of god who still struggle when they hear other believers say things like god spoke to me i had god say this while i was doing this and that the holy ghost said this you know that still looks like something that is weird to some believers but it's not meant to be like that if you remember the first topic in this series we looked at the lord being our shepherd and i established that if you are saved then the lord is your shepherd now you've become a sheep the bible says in john chapter 10 and verse 3 that the sheep hears the voice of the shepherd the sheep hears the voice of the shepherd and so if jesus has become our lord and he has become our shepherd because we are his sheep then we ought to hear his voice So hearing the voice of God is one of our privileges as being children of God. The same way if we are children of God, we ought to be led by the Spirit of God. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, which is like the anchor text for this series, says, For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So if you are a child of God, you ought to be led by the Spirit of God. If you are saved, if the Lord is your shepherd, then you also ought to hear his voice. And so the next time you hear somebody say something like, I heard God speak to me, let it not sound absurd to you. Rather, you should covet to also hear God speak to you. Now, in this week's devotion, I'm going to be showing you the two primary expressions of God's voice. And I'll also show you how you can always position yourself rightly to always hear God's voice. If we go to John chapter 16 verse 13, the Bible says, However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Meaning that one of the responsibilities assigned to the Holy Ghost in the Godhead is to guide the believer into all truth. Then the Bible goes further to say, For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, 
he will speak and he will tell you things to come if you remember from our previous devotionals i've established the fact that the spirit of god is god himself right i've also established that the holy spirit bears record in heaven to bear witness on earth so if we go back to john chapter 16 verse 13 i want us to look at this closely now the bible says he will guide us into all truth one of the responsibilities of the holy ghost to guide us into all truth then the bible says he will not speak of his own authority meaning he does not speak outside the godhead no that which is agreed in the godhead is that which he speaks to the believer so the holy ghost speaks to us the holy ghost speaks to us i've explained this in our previous devotionals when i talked about the concept of the trinity that in the godhead the holy ghost has been assigned as the one to guide the believer while he is here on the surface of the earth he has been assigned responsibility in the godhead of leading the believer while he is here on earth so the holy ghost speaks if we go back to john chapter 16 verse 13 towards the latter part we'll see this that the bible says but whatsoever he hears he will speak so the holy ghost speaks god speaks to the believer through the holy ghost now we want to look at what are the primary expressions of god's voice so we've already established this already that god speaks to the believer and if you are saved the lord is your shepherd then you should hear his voice right now i want to look at the primary expressions of the voice of god so in first timothy chapter 4 and verse 1 i just want to pick the first few phrases of this verse the bible says now the spirit speaketh expressly what does this mean it means that there are different ways the holy ghost speaks there are different expressions to the voice of the holy ghost but in this devotion i want to narrow it down to two number one is the audible voice of god and number two is the small still voice of god when we're talking about the audible voice of God and the small still voice of God, one thing you must understand about both expressions is this. Now, as a believer, you must draw the thin line between desiring to hear God and chasing after the voice of God. There is a thin line between desiring to hear God. It is important that you should have that desire to hear God because it is your privilege as a new creation. But there is a difference between having that desire and then chasing to want to hear the voice of God. They are two different things. Because God reveals himself as he wills to us. So this is important because you must understand that God reveals himself to you as he wills. So whether the voice of God comes to you through that audible voice or through the small still voice, you must understand that yes, it is good that you should desire to hear God's voice. But yet, it is not the best to chase after the voice of God. Let me use a few scriptures to explain what I'm saying. Let's start with the audible voice of God. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, the baptism of Jesus, the Bible records that the Spirit of the Lord descended like a dove and alighted upon Jesus. Then suddenly, a voice came from heaven which declared, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. If you observe this verse, you would understand that Jesus did not necessarily do something per se to provoke the voice of God to come from heaven, that audible voice, because it was not just Jesus alone that heard this voice. For it to be recorded, then that means that somebody else must have heard it. So it means it was loud enough for everyone to hear the voice of God in this case. But Jesus did not necessarily do something to provoke God to speak audibly. What he did was through his baptism, he positioned himself to hear God. So it's more about the positioning than chasing after the voice of God. You must understand this. Now let's look at another scripture again to back this up. In Acts chapter 9, where we look at the story of Saul's conversion, the Bible says in Acts chapter 9 verse 4 that then Saul fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? 
So he didn't do anything. In fact, Saul was not a believer at this point. He didn't do anything to warrant the audible voice of God speaking to him. That was just an interjection of God's mercy playing out there. Do you see? So you must understand, like I said earlier on, that we are not expected to chase after the voice of God. Rather, we position ourselves. There are two different things. Now, another scripture to corroborate this is found in 1 Samuel chapter 3, which is a very popular story where the Lord called out to Samuel three times. Now, I want to show you something very powerful here. From verse 6 of 1 Samuel 3, the Bible records that the Lord called yet again to Samuel. That's the second time. Now, Samuel went to Eli because he had not been able to discern the voice of God. But look at what verse 7 says. Verse 7 says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. This is so powerful. Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. This was like his conversion process too, similar to the case of Saul. So they didn't do anything to warrant the audible voice of God coming to them. I hope you see this, right? And you know the thing? We would not always hear the audible voice of God. It's not going to be a frequent occurrence for you as a believer. Why? Because God expects that when you get saved, you should develop a more intimate relationship with Him. In the past two devotionals, we've talked about the inward witness and then we've talked about the voice of your recreated spirit, talking about the conscience. God expects that as you develop a closer walk with Him, you are training your human spirit to be able to follow his leading easier so god might not necessarily need to speak to you audibly because in the three scriptures i just read looking at jesus then saul then samuel we would see that the audible voice of god came to play at the inception of their ministry as it were so we don't find it recorded so much in the earthly ministry of Jesus that God was always speaking to him audibly every day. No, it's not meant to be like that. Same thing with Samuel and same thing with Saul or Paul, as you know. So the audible voice of God might not always be a frequent experience. Now, other times the audible voice of God can come to you as a witness or confirmation to other people. That is, in this situation, the audible voice of God is not just heard by only you. So it means sometimes only you hears the audible voice of God and some other times not only you would hear the audible voice of God. For example, at the Mount of Transfiguration, as recorded in Matthew chapter 17 verse 5, the Bible says while Jesus was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Do you see that? And so sometimes when God speaks audibly, it is so that everyone can have a confirmation to that particular thing. Peter, James, and John were with Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration when this happened. So the voice of God was for all of them to hear. It was not just Jesus alone that heard it, but everyone heard it. The same thing that happened even at his baptism as well. Also in Acts chapter 9 that I read earlier on speaking of Saul's conversion, the Bible records in Acts chapter 9 verse 7 that the people who journeyed with Saul heard a voice but they didn't see anyone. So they heard a voice as well. That voice was a confirmation. Now, why was this important? So that when Saul was telling the story of this occurrence, he had people who could serve as a witness. So sometimes when God speaks audibly, he makes everyone to hear. And this could be possible. Let's say, for example, you're in a particular garden of believers and then you were praying or something and you reach a crescendo where it's like everybody's hearing the same thing. 
everyone is hearing the same thing. And something similar to this happened in Acts chapter 13. The Bible says in Acts chapter 13 verse 2, that as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said to them. So the Holy Ghost does not just speak to one person. The Bible says the Holy Ghost said to them, now separate Saul and Barnabas for the work that I have called them. And on this scripture, some theologians have argued that it is said that when the Holy Ghost spoke, he spoke as a strong voice from heaven. He spoke as a strong voice from heaven. So there was a witness to everyone that indeed we need to separate Saul and Barnabas. It was not just one person that had the Holy Ghost say that. No, everyone that was there heard it. So sometimes when God speaks audibly, it does not just speak to you alone, but it causes other people around you. Probably in a particular meeting, sometimes it might not be in a meeting, but it causes other people around you to hear the same thing that you hear as well. Now, it's also important to note this, that the audible voice of God could also come as the authoritative voice to guide us away from disobedience. I believe you remember the story of Balaam, as we find in Numbers chapter 22, from verse 21 to 35. Please, I might not be able to read the entire verses, but I want to encourage you to read them. Numbers, I want to encourage you to read them. Numbers chapter 22, from verse 21 to 35. The summary of this story here is that Balaam was going to disobey God. Balaam was going to do things his own way, not the way God desired for him to do things. You know, he was joining on his donkey together with Moabite officials. And then the angel of the Lord appeared on the way and the donkey altered. Now, he was surprised why was the donkey acting this way. You know, he tried to turn the direction again for the donkey to move in another direction. The angel of the Lord appeared again until he came to a particular point where the angel of the Lord asked him why he had beaten the donkey three times because the donkey turned away when he saw the angel. And at the end of the day, Balaam realized that the angel stood there to oppose him so that he could do what God would have him do the way God would have him do it. Sometimes when we hear the audible voice of God, it is like the last resort that God has. That could just be like the last resort that God has to try to keep us from the dangers of disobedience. Another place where we find a similar example to the story of Balaam is in Acts chapter 10 from verse 9 to 15 where Peter had a vision that was related to the salvation of the Gentiles and while that vision was going on, a voice came to Peter telling him to kill and eat the animals that he had seen in the vision and then Peter responded to the Lord that I can't eat, I can't eat this thing that is unclean and the audible voice of God spoke to him saying that what God has cleansed you should not call common and so Peter being adamant or in his own self-righteousness was calling what God has called good as not good. So many times when we are trying to go after our own way, God in his mercy will reach out to us with that strong audible voice, that authoritative voice, so that we can just retrace our steps and walk according to the right path. Now let's quickly look at the small still voice of God. In 1 Kings chapter 19 from verse 11 to 13, I believe you know this story where Elijah had just experienced the phenomenal victory of the prophets of Baal, a tremendous display of the power of God. And shortly after this victory, Elijah discovered that Jezebel wanted to kill him and he ran after his life as we find this in 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 3. While he fled, he got to the particular point on the mount and the Lord passed by and four things happened. Number one, there was a strong wind, but the Bible says the Lord was not in the wind. There was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. There was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And then the fourth thing that happened was that there was a small still voice. So God spoke to him through that small still voice. In fact, some modern translations put it as a gentle whisper. So one of the ways God speaks to us is through that gentle whisper. 
It's just like someone whispered to you. This is not as an audible voice. Rather, it's a small, still voice. A gentle whisper. A low whisper. So, as we begin to round up this devotional, let me reiterate some of the things I said earlier on this devotional. Hearing the voice of God is good, whether the audible voice or the small, still voice of God, you've understood the reasons why God speaks to us through the authoritative voice or the audible voice and then also through the small still voice now you must understand this that it is not our job to search for the voice of god i cannot emphasize this enough because this has led many believers into error so we are not expected to search for the voice of god rather we must be rightly positioned and expect that god will not speak to us in only one fashion so it's better that god speaks to us through more ordinary means than through spectacular means of course, hearing the audible voice of God or even the small still voice of God is a spectacular experience. But God might not do this frequently. Why? Because He desires that our faith would take its root from the Word of God. And so what is the most basic way through which God speaks to us by His Spirit? It is through His Word. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1, from verse 19 to 21, that the Word of God is a much more word of prophecy. In fact, in verse 21, the Bible says that only men as inspired of the Holy Ghost, they penned down these scriptures. So the prophetic writings in the Bible are as inspired by the Holy Ghost. Every time we go through the Word of God, through the scriptures, we are engaging with the voice of God. It might not always look spectacular, but it's a safer way to hear God. The last scripture I want to reference as we wrap up this week's devotional is in Hebrews chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 3. The Bible says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers the prophet as in this last day spoken to us by his son. And then in verse 3, the Bible says that the son is the express image of the person of God or the personality of God and he opposed all things by the word of his power. Why did I read this verse? So that you understand this. That of course, there are other ways God speaks to us through worship, dreams, visions, and the likes. But you must understand that this should not take the place of his word. Because from Hebrews chapter 1, the Bible says that in the last days, God speaks to us by his son. And John chapter 1 verse 14 says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Speaking of Jesus. So Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. Every time we take the word of God, the word of his power, it is as good as we have set our hearts open to hear the voice of God. Yes, at some other time when God pleases, he can speak to us audibly, he can speak to us with a small still voice, but our desire should be to hear his voice, not to chase after the audible or the small still voice of God. And so yes, the means is important and of course the message when acted upon is very important as well. Thank you for listening to this week's devotional. I hope it blessed you greatly. See you next week. Just in case you're here to follow us on Instagram, please do so at Exodus Global. And if you have questions, you can send us a DM on our Instagram page or reach out to us directly through Telegram. We would love to take questions. We would love to help you bring clarity to certain things. Maybe you didn't understand some things I mentioned in the devotional. We would love to take questions from you and help you in your progress and joy in the faith. Till next week, we love you. We celebrate you. God bless you.